and Lex. Two imperfect six-figure business coaches, co-founders, and friends who decided to combine our superpowers to bring to market something we wish we had when we entered the world of coaching. A real, non-BS, intimate, and fun community built with integrity, intention, and a few glasses of wine. In this podcast, we get real. Real about life. Business. Relationships and what it really takes to find your version of success in the world of coaching. Are you ready, Lex? I'm set, Em. Let's coach. Hi, guys. Hi, Lex. So, I'm good. Um, Emily, I have to say top of show. The theme of today's episode is all Emily's idea, and (laughs) I'm not exactly sure how it's going to go down, but if it's brilliant, give her credit. If it's not, blame her. (laughs) Let me just start off with it's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. I will say I use that phrase so much. And before we dive into the theme of this episode, which she'll tell you about shortly, that was a big hint. I'm going to give you another hint by sharing a quick story. Last night, I got I couldn't call my husband. He's on a work trip. He was supposed to be landing in Seattle and his phone was dead. And I got a text about an hour later saying like, he can't get to, he like doesn't have a hotel reservation and he's trying to figure out where to stay and his phone's dying. And then I didn't hear from him again for another hour. And he calls me and he goes, I landed in Seattle and my hotel lost my reservation. And every other hotel in Seattle is completely sold out. So now I'm like 40 minutes outside of the city, like in this crappy dumpy place because Taylor Swift is in town and all the Swifties, he didn't use the word Swifties, I doubt he knows what that means, (laughs) took up all all the hotels. And I kind of think that the hotel, air quote, lost his reservation when they realized they could probably upsell because of Taylor. A thousand percent. But I think the real truth here though, Lex, is that your husband is not on a work conference. He's at a Taylor Swift concert. Oh my God. Can you imagine? <laughs> yes, I could. And I think he yeah. would, he would love it. And that's um, when our marriage folded. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's when it excelled, which brings me to last week. It was a Thursday night and my sister celebrates her birthday in big ways. And one of her requests for her birthday was while we couldn't get Taylor Swift concert tickets in Denver, Colorado, there was a pre Taylor Swift concert dance party at this bar. So of course I obliged, I bought the ticket on the same day of the, I bought it a few days before I looked that night to see what time it starts thinking it starts at a reasonable hour, like five, 6 PM. No, no. It starts at 9 PM, which I'm out. I know, which, which, you know, you're getting old when you're like, oh my God, it's at 9 PM. And I was like, I was kicking and screaming all day, making up a million excuses, trying to figure out how do I get out of this and bless my sister's heart. She bought dresses, probably anticipating knowing that I would come up with a way to get out of it. And I put on that dress and I put on some lipstick and I put on my, my heels drank some champagne and danced my pants off. Basically I was dancing until midnight. I had the most fun I've had in such a long time. I burned through like all of my calorie calorie rings for like the next three days dancing. And 
it was just such a reminder to try something new because so often we are in mindsets where it's hard to say yes to opportunities or to say yes to things. And I, I really think that Taylor Swift is kind of like going to a dance party at Taylor Swift. It's kind of like coaching, you know, where it might feel unattractive at first, where it might feel intimidating, or it might feel out of your comfort zone. But once you give it a shot and you really lean into it, you feel right at home. Okay. So Emily's teen up the, the clear theme of today, which is how coaching is like Taylor Swift. Okay, here we go, guys. No, no, hold on, hold on. Let me refine that. How coaching, basically in this episode, we are going to talk about Taylor Swift's different eras and how you need those eras for coaching. Lex, how can people find out how to work with us? Super simple. Go to readysetcoachprogram.com, link in show notes. Ooh, okay. Actually, I'm following more now. I'm more along for the ride. So I hope okay. you listening or watching our two. <laughs> okay. So Lex, we're going to start off with era number one, which is lover era. So mm. as a coach, what are some tips to get your clients lovering what you're doing? Is that the same era as Tim McGraw? Mm, like Taylor Swift with curly hair and a guitar? Oh, no, no. Different era. Yeah. Isn't the first era Tim McGraw? Just stay, Taylor, just stay with me. What air is lover? Um, <laughs> I, mean, well, I know the song's like lover, but I don't know. Yeah, lover. What point? What yeah. point Tim, Tim McGraw was condition? way, way back when you said Tim McGraw. Yeah, that I was OG. That was OG. Yeah. And then Love. Shake It Up was her big coming out party. Basically, I think you're starting at the wrong era. So should we start at the, I think we should, I'm hijacking this. I do think it's worth starting it to McGraw because one of the things that is iconic about Taylor Swift is she made such a huge transition and she did it in such a big way between Shake It Off and Tim McGraw. Lexi, this is, I'm following the tour, the era's tour in the order in which the internet is telling me to. Well, shit, I don't, little ears, sorry. I don't know how to talk about lover. So I'll let you answer that. But I'm going to, now that I'm on one, briefly talk about the transition because Taylor Swift started in a certain identity. She started very country. She, I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure grew up singing in church, if I remember correctly from her documentary, or I'm thinking of another celebrity, but she was uh, this all American girl next door, very mild-mannered, like ethereal looking in her cover cover images. And this reminds me a lot of what happened with Miley Cyrus. At some point, she grew out of that. And guess what? She was allowed to. Now, some of us might have started kicking and screaming when we saw her emergence with Shake It Off, right? That was her big rebrand, just like Miley Cyrus what was her big wrecking ball all right they they made a lot of noise and it made people a little bit uncomfy but they allowed themselves to evolve and holy crap taylor swift i'm pretty sure now has sold the most albums of any female artist in history yeah it's it's remarkable and the way that she's owned her 
where she owns her songs and all of the things. But what you're talking about, Lex, is actually um, the fearless era, which is you belong with me and love story. Yes. And, and, and I think to your point, yeah, she had to reinvent herself and be fearless in what she was doing, where she wasn't just identifying and putting herself in a, in a box. She was able to branch out and people who didn't like country now liked Taylor Swift, which is not very different from a consultant or a business owner who is only serving one audience now offering something new to a new audience where, or even before that, right. Starting your coaching journey right? You might be a professional right now, or you might not do anything related to coaching. And so changing that, taking on this new identity, taking on the title. I love how I was resistant to this. And now like, clearly I am on a freaking soapbox. He was kicking and screaming. I was kicking and screaming guys. (laughs) But now I'm like, oh, I see it. I see it. Now your new era of becoming a coach. Okay. Sorry. I got excited. I interrupted you continue. No, no, no. It's great. So, okay. So we, we started about fearless. So this is the person who is thinking about becoming a coach who is unsure, but then they realize like, I'm going to identify to a new audience. I'm going to put myself out there, which I'll then move it to, I'm not doing it in chronological order. Cause I don't know the orders y'all I'm a Swifty light and I don't know what follows, but according to the internet, this is how they, they panned it out. Okay. So bear with us. Let's go to lover era. And I think this is one of the biggest objections that people have is about about putting themselves out there as a coach. They feel like they don't have enough people who love her what they're selling. They <laughs> I'm here for it. Oh no. We might have to scrap this episode. Um no, but you're you're putting yourself out there. You're offering a more mature offering. You're you're putting yourself in, if you are a founder, for example, say you have a product that you're selling, now you're selling you. You're not selling the product. You're not hiding behind the product anymore. And I think there's this intimidation though, where you have to find those, those super fans or those people who are loving what you are selling. And it can be intimidating because there again is whiplash where people might feel like, well, shouldn't she just be a founder? Like, why is she putting herself out in this way? And I think something else worth highlighting is both the transitions we've talked about, both of the eras, Taylor Swift didn't do alone. Yes, she's Mm -hmm. the public face, but it took a village. And so similar, we just want you to hear that if you're working to launch a business or grow or scale your coaching practice to really enter the next era, you might need to embrace some help. And Lex, I think this is an era that you can talk about, but the the reputation era where, you know, people- That's a music video where she had like all those different costumes. Uh, look what you made me do. Like, yeah. sorry, yes. Taylor can't answer the phone right now because she's yes. dead. And yes. so I think- I think there's something about this era that I really like in terms of coaching is that you're not going to be for everyone. And there's this fear of- as you're selling your brand, which is you, that you're, you're, our, our most human instinct is wanting to be liked by everyone. I mean, it's hard when someone tells you like, I don't like what you're selling or you feel, you make me feel X, Y, and Z. So your reputation can get tarnished if people don't like what it, what you're putting out there. Um, but it's also pushing through it 
and still showing up and listening to you and also listening to the people who love what you're doing. This is so good, Emily. I have goosebumps because (laughs) when we look at the progression of what got Taylor Swift to this iconic moment in history that she's in, this moment of time for her was key. And this moment in time for coaching is when you finally own that you're allowed to say no. When you finally own that not every client is someone you should want to work with. And that does come after a few, those first initial progressions. And I love this fact from the internet, but before this album, she was seen as like Taylor was seen as this typical American sweetheart. But after Kanye West publicly humiliated Swift by taking her award on stage and then Scooter Braun stole the rights to her music, Swift wanted to prove she could stand up for herself and was unafraid. And I think that's, that's very much a coaching thing too. Like usually there's, I don't know about you Lex, but even in my, my corporate journey, like I felt like I had to play this good girl and this nice girl and being my own business owner and being a coach where I really, everything that I talk about is, is truth that I believe in. And so I can say things like we're talking about fucking Taylor Swift on a podcast right now. Like I can, I can speak my truth and I don't have to, it doesn't have to be a sign sound bite that's regurgitated for a company that is bigger or beyond me. Yeah. And she, another, like the second half of that, right. Is some pretty big public setbacks happened. And there's a couple things she could have done. There's a couple ways she could have reacted. She could have folded, but she chose not to. She chose to let it evolve her and reclaim her power. And really, thank God she did, because again, that's what led to her iconic status today. Yeah. And then I I love her um her album, The Speak or the Speak Now era. And I think this plays well into even reputation, but owning your voice and speaking your truth. And as a coach, again, I'm, I sound like a broken record, broken record, but you get to, you get to speak, you got to be your own boss and you got to show up the way that you want to show up. So we, we started in one iteration. We took Mm -hmm. a leap of, of courage. We were fearless, finally owned becoming a coach. As we grew, we then began to show up. We accepted help. We then entered the era where we realized we aren't for everyone. And so we own the power of no. And now we're going the next level, which is thought leadership, which is where my brain goes with this is once you've done, you know, the basics to start marketing yourself and getting yourself out there, what's that next level? That next level is thought leadership and PR. And that's, that's actually how we present it in our program too, We talk about lead generation and then beyond lead generation 2.0 is PR when you really start to own your thought leadership. Mm, Yeah, I think that's a great point. And then I also think about branding too, and like a personal brand. And one thing that we've tried to do, and hopefully we have done with Ready, Set, Coach is when you see us, even in our photo shoots, we are wearing like a dark, um, a dark green and a light pink. And we, we share those images and those colors in a lot of our Instagrams as well. So we're trying to be really consistent and build a brand, which reminds me of the red era for Taylor Swift, where when I think of Taylor Swift, I think of, I think of her bright red, bold lip. And I think of, um, her in, in that point where like, I always just think of, of that image, which is probably not the right way of why you're wearing a bold red lip today. (laughs) (laughs) You look like her. Is that what you're saying? Put my hair on you and then we're there. <laughs> yeah. But like during this era, she's rocking a white t-shirt with like 
text on it and these leather kind of leather sparkly pants and then a bowl um, hat type thing, but like her signature lip, she's wearing such a simplistic outfit, yet the lip stands out so much. And I think a having that personal brand where it's recognizable and you automatically think of that person or that thing is really important. So as you're building your coaching business, like what's something that can be your signature thing? Vibe. That's another way about it. What's your vibe? That's something that should, you know, every successful coach that Emily and I know has their own vibe and their own look and their own way of being. So this era really is, is doubling down and being known for something and being known for your vibe. Yeah. And then I'm going to combine two of the eras, but I think folklore and evermore give off like a magical transformation or like a magical essence. And, and with coaching, there's magic that happens. It's, it's not topical. It's undercover. It's, it it takes time. It takes perseverance. Um, I think that can be one of the biggest frustrations about coaching is that sometimes you want to see, you want to see immediate results. Gosh, I wish we could be like an Uber on demand on that sense, but oftentimes the magic takes a little bit of time to sink in before you see the final transformation. And Taylor Swift worked her little Swifty butt off to get to this point. And I think that's relevant to business and coaching. And there is a hustle that that is at the beginning here, but there does reach a point when you've put in the hard work where it starts to manifest and it does get easier and you're able to breathe. So keeping the folklore and evermore in mind as you're going through the speak nows and the reds and the, all the things. Well, Lex, I think that's a great tee up for the midnights era where it's like you are, you're grinding, you're, you're working really hard to make this a reality. And what we teach at Ready, Set Coach is to, to work, have a work-life balance. But I think one of the unspoken truths about um, coaching that I th- we would be selling you a fallacy if we said like, oh my God, you put your website up and bada bing, bada boom, and you have a million clients and you're a gajillionaire. But there is that like grinding at midnight moment where you are writing that email sequence and you are um, doing competitive analysis and whatnot. So there is that aspect of, of darkness in coaching too. Okay. And here's where I'm seeing going with that, where I just talked about where it does get easier. It doesn't always stay in bliss. And I think that's the reality is that any business ebbs and flows. There are going to be moments where it gets easier, but inevitably in the world of business, as the world changes, now we have robots taking over the world. There will be moments where you have to go back into grind mode. Emily and I kind of are in our like folklore, folklore era when we are delivering and teaching within a cohort. But then when we come out and we have to then refill that cohort, we transition back into midnights. Well done. Well done. And then we're going to conclude it with 1989. Um, well, this one's a hard one to bring. I, think. I know. What is what is she? What is the like core messaging of this? What does the internet say? The internet says, well, she was born. In or this is where she's at now, right? So mm. icon, how much is her pricing of her tickets? Insane. She's sold out. She's in high demand. She's charging. I don't know how much a Taylor Swift concert is, but she has reached the point where she's a high ticket coach that people want to work with. Well done. Cause I, yeah, this was the moment when 1989 came out the era. This was like when she really stepped into her her own, she wasn't this like 
I kind of, I've heard of Taylor Swift person. This is when she became a phenomenon and she was mature and she had personality and she was fierce and she's always been fierce. Don't get me wrong, but she really, really became that true icon that we know as Taylor Swift. I think that my kicking and screaming led to one of my most favorite episodes (laughs) we've recorded to date, Emily. (laughs) Oh, wow. Maybe you should listen to me more often. (laughs) I try. Um, I'm in my, uh, let's see. I'm not in, I'm in my speak now, so I don't want to hear you speak. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. You keep going. You're, you're, you're crushing it. You're doing a great job. (laughs) So, so what's our homework from, from today, Emily? I'm going to tee you up. Gosh, I I teed up the episode. Um, So my homework for you is, God, we should create a downloadable actually. Ooh, all the things. Don't hold us accountable for that. I know, but but down (laughs) the line, we'll create a Taylor Swift downloadable. But I think there is this aspect of of taking inventory of what era are you in now? Are you in uh, like 1989? I don't care that the paparazzi is taking pictures of me. I am a badass and I can do what I want. Or are you more of in a reputation era where you're feeling like you're, you're a little nervous to go out there, but because you're not quite sure what the world thinks of you. So take inventory of where you're at. Uh, I would love to, we would both love to hear what your favorite era is, both Taylor Swift and also business-wise. And then Lexi has a little more homework for you. Yeah, because you're going to identify what era you're in now and then what era you want to get to. And the, mm-hmm. some of the steps you need to take to get to era two. For example, are you in trying to get to fearless even. Maybe you're not even in fearless. What do you need to do to be able to enter your fearless? Or if you've been, you're kind of a newer coach and you want to get up to your speak now, maybe it's enlisting help, right? So where are you at and where are you trying to go? And what steps do you need to take to get there? (laughs) To take center stage. To take center stage. Yeah. And with that, this was the and most that it was amazing, <laughs> but I have to say, guys, we are dropping this episode early this week because in a short two days, we are launching our summer cohort of Ready Set Coach. And now we don't typically sell on this podcast, but we do have a couple spots left. And we want to, in the spirit of Taylor Swift, invite you if you're someone who's looking to move eras. To, to check it out. And this isn't something you're going to sit on. Again, we kick off in two days. So if you're listening to this in real time or watching this, reach out to us. Here is your invitation to grab to tickets to our yeah. next concert. Grab tickets. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Now I'm done. Oh, now she's done. Well, with that, we'll sing. It's us. We are the problem. It's us. No. On the Ready Set Coach podcast. podcast. <laughs> All right. If you're enjoying the Ready, Set, Coach podcast, please leave a review wherever you are listening. For more information about Ready, Set, Coach, visit readysetcoachprogram.com.